More than twelve years had passed since the first reconnaissance squadron of five Hyadian ships was detected coming in fast from the outer solar system. In a matter of days they had arrived. There were no claims of mysterious objects seen by questionable people or allegations of strange happenings in unlikely places as had been depicted in generations of fictional imaginings. These aliens were here, and all the world knew it. A week later they commenced descents to the surface. The first landings were in parts of South America, western China and Tibet, and northeast Australia. The selected areas were similar in being sparsely settled, rugged, and having climate that varied with terrain ranging from dense forest to bare mountains. Since the aliens appeared to be shunning population centers and their motives were obscure, official contacts were initiated by Terrans. The effect on the nations and peoples of Earth was understandably stupefying. Some of the first organized representations to descend on the alien bases after the nervous military withdrew to a watchful distance and governments had presented diplomatic calling cards were by the scientists. Some of their most cherished beliefs were already in ruins after all, and their questions came in torrents. How was travel over such distances possible in the time the aliens said, given the limitations imposed by the laws of physics? Well, it turned out, the laws were wrong. Getting around inside the galaxy fast wasn't a huge problem, and while distances beyond that were certainly vaster, and the Hyadians had not as yet contemplated travel between galaxies, the distances to them weren't as immense as Terran astronomers believed. The red shift had been misinterpreted. Okay, even if the supposed restrictions were wrong, how do you get the power when even nuclear fusion would be impractical for the superluminal velocities that the Hyadians said they achieved? Raw fusion only tapped into one percent of the mass equivalent, the Hyadians replied. Nuclear processes could be catalyzed to be far more efficient in a way comparable to chemical processes— and there were other forces beyond those anyway. The phenomena hinting of them were there all the time, but Terran scientists, too concerned with protecting their theories, had ignored or denied them when they wouldn't fit. For the same kind of reason, the theory that life originated on planets was wrong, that it evolved through natural selection was wrong, and the theory of planets and stars forming out of rotating gaseous nebulas was wrong. What about the theory of the Big Bang and the origin of it all? the Terran scientists asked. The Hyadians didn't know. They hadn't really thought about it. Looking at the claims the Terrans presented, they couldn't say they were all that convinced. So much for all of that. The aliens had little concern for big pictures, grand designs, or greater schemes of things that went beyond advancing their immediate interests— They discovered that humans, often to their own detriment, possessed unique imaginative powers unlike anything the Hyadian culture had known. At the same time, Earth was fragmented into a patchwork of adversely disposed political units with constantly changing patterns of alliances and rivalries whose leaders could surely benefit from Hyadian notions of efficiency and order. Hence, a Hyadian market existed for Terran creativity, 
Those who commanded Terran resources had a need. In other words, grounds existed for trade. In the main, the Hyadians became natural allies of Western governments and financial interests faced with declining home markets and attracted by the prospect of establishing profitable links to the alien economic system. The support of nations, including principally the United States, Western Europe, and much of South America, organized formally into a global economic coalition which became known popularly as the Globalists. On the other hand, a group of reactionary nations, led by China and the southeastern Asian region, desiring to preserve a position of growing economic strength, and supported by the Arab states and much of Central Asia in a tradition of resisting external influences, established themselves as the Alliance of Autonomous Nation-States, or AA.